Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Super Happy Fun Time. That is right, we have returned yet again, and we have returned with an amazing, amazing episode. Today's episode, an amazingly astounding two hours long. That's right, we figured because we haven't been here for so long, we were going to do an extra long episode for you guys. <laughs> Just recapping the movies we've seen in the last couple months. Um, not even like TV shows or really anything else. We specifically kind of kept it to a minimum just because we knew there was so much that we wanted to go over to. We do go on a little bit of a tangents. We talk about where we've been, what's been going on, all that fun stuff. But yeah, get back, you know, sit down and get ready for some awesome, awesome movie talk. Um, yeah, so that's about it for this time. Uh, as we mentioned at the end of the episode, we're not going to say we're going to come back again because every time we do, uh, we don't. So uh, hopefully this episode will tide you over until we get around to doing the next episode. Uh, besides that, quick plug for other projects that we're working on. Colin and Lindsay are starting a new podcast sometime later this year uh, in the fall, possibly. I am starting a new podcast this September called Franchise Smanchise, so keep a lookout for that. Also, if you want to see more of me, go to youtube.com slash thebitliveshow, and you can watch some of the uh, web products that we are doing with my with the company that I work for. Uh, shows like Working Title, where we interview other people in the business, uh, in like the movie making business and the film business. Also, I have a weekly web series on there called The Bit by Block, which is a show where I recreate scenes and locations from movies in Minecraft. So, kind of just other projects that I'm working on, and I know there's countless. Obviously, please do check out the comic section on ghostat.com uh, every couple days or so for more graphics and more comics by the ever-so-talented Colin Kirchner. Um, he's been keeping it up now for a few years, and it's outstanding, the stuff that he's come up with, so please definitely check out that. Alright, enough plugging other crap. Please enjoy today's episode, and I'll catch you later. And that's the start of that episode start 27. Of All that right. The start of the episode. <laughs> is, is Colin's rendition <laughs> of the Skype theme, or the Skype tone. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what it sounds it's like. terrible. <laughs> I swear to God. Just the way, I'm looking at the waveform, it's just, it's all over the place. Oh, oh. <laughs> look at all that peaking. That's sexy. Well, that yes, it is. Well, that's what happens when we don't do an episode for four months. I mean, <laughs> really, when you think about it, I mean, I was busy. Okay, we're all busy. Yeah, I had a little thing called moving and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, like you guys finished up your podcast mm-hmm. more than both of our any of our podcasts combined the top shelf afi podcast has more episodes than every other podcast on the network combined does mm-hmm. <laughs> it's That's insane it is. is insane it is if, if it makes you feel any better super happy fun time is the second place that is true. Because this is episode 27, everybody. Welcome to true. episode 27. It is 27. I was, <clears throat> yeah, when I was like making this file, I was like, is it 27? <laughs> I'm hoping it's <laughs> Yep. I had to look it up because I wanted to make sure before, um, 
<clears throat> before we started. Actually, okay, hold on, Colin. Hold on, hold on. I need to I need I need I need to need to clarify something. Technically, okay. Super Happy Fun Time is tied as of this episode for second place. What? With what? Bottom of the barrel had 27 episodes. <laughs> the last episode, what? but the, however, the last episode of Bottom of the Barrel was October 30th of 2013. <laughs> and it was Return of the Killer Tomatoes. That was the last episode was 27 episodes. Of all the episodes, that's the one that they, you guys end on? That was the one we ended on because uh, we were planning on doing more and then it kind of just tapered off. Uh, but yeah, no, that has 27. Famous Person Storytime is third. Yeah, because uh, that's got 21 and then everything else has got like six at the most. So, but yeah, all the other episodes combined is still less than AF, Sh- uh, AF shelf. AF shelf. <laughs> we should just call it AF shelf. We should. Excuse me. I'm gonna have another glass or another glass. Well, probably will. I'll have another yeah. drink of my wine. Well, I've already been drinking today. So, um. So I saw. It's okay because I'm sitting here drinking a nice Spanish red wine. For those of you who are curious to know, um, tres picos. Fancy, sir. It is. Um, I just had like beers from the. What was actually my last beer? I can actually look it up on my phone. I was gonna say, did you did you check in with it? I did check in with it because that's how I am. I want there to. Like, I, after I, I after I got untapped, and this isn't a sponsor. I love this. I love untapped I mean, so much go in and just check in with certain stuff um yeah I, the last I, beer i checked in was a, a wheat monkey which is a lakefront uh, brew interesting um really good the other one <laughs> and i love this name <laughs> i love this name it's trout slayer from <laughs> big sky from uh it's a montana okay so montana fans thank you for making amazing <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, but my favorite is actually what Lindsay just checked in with. Okay. Um, hers was... Is, is this the last one? I'm not kidding you. It's it's literally what it is. It's Butterfly Farts. It's the name of the brew. It's from Brenner Brewing Company. And it's a... I, like, I love... Like, you go to the... You look at the beer list. I was like, okay, this is the first thing I love about this restaurant. Okay. Um, if you're ever in Kenosha, like, ch- check out this place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Mike's uh, Chicken and Donuts. I, I saw that. I saw because, because of course, this is what I do during my work day. I yeah. saw you guys check in, and I saw yeah, you posting, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell well, is we that were, place? Um, we have some friends from South Dakota in there. Oh, yes, they yes. Came, they came down. To hang out with us, we 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 did what we like to call adult lunch. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, uh, friends of ours, uh, Tom is actually friends with uh, the chef at one of the restaurants that we went to today, oh. and um, they gave us a bunch. Like they didn't really give us a, a bunch of free foods, but one of our rounds was free. And but amazing, such such good food. Nice, like I've ever had in. That past, I want to say, like in within the past two years, I've had this. Like this is possibly like the best food I've ever had. But um, yeah, we went to Mike's Chicken and Donuts, which they literally serve chicken and donuts. I see that their menu consists of donuts, liquids, cocktails, and chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because I had to look it up. <laughs> One of their appetizers is literally chicken and donuts. I see, that. which is. Um, <sighs> Uh, chicken, um, 
Sounds uh, delicious. Battered in uh, pickle brine. Oh. And, and, <laughs> and then placed on like just cream filled donuts. I can't even contemplate what that would taste like. I'm like, I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, that's, that's what it sounds like. And then they brought it out. And it's like, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> Like, yeah, they made two donuts and then stuck a chicken wing in each of the holes. It's it's amazing. Um, I had, but then, the, like, we went to the bakery. Because it, it's actually, it's a really interesting bar because it's split between um, the actual brewery where you can actually sit and get tons of, this was the point I was actually trying to get at. It's like, <laughs> they had, like, a sheet, like, a stapled sheet of lists. Wow. Of, of beers and they all broke it down by like on tap bottle cans like anything you could possibly think of they probably have see i like places like that but at the same time i kind of hate places like that every once in a while because it's like okay i love the fact that you were giving me so many options yeah but that just makes my decision so much harder (laughs) that makes it so much harder but it's like i don't have to worry about like picking a brew it's like i look at this it's like i want all of this this sounds fantastic <laughs> can i just say yes can i just say yes and you can start giving them yes to me <laughs> to all of this but like but as you're looking on the the menu for the brew list um for Lindsay's beer the the butterfly farts it just says fruit beer nothing else <laughs> oh that's no rude. other description I'm like well that's helpful <laughs> but uh why well, why well, drink it it's like a fruity ipa that's essentially what it is okay but, but yeah you know, like you look at the other list it's like this paragraphs of description of what stuff is and like other ones were like um like for uh wheat monkey that like i had it says pale lager like <laughs> Could you give a little bit more of what that actually is? Because I don't know what a pillmonger is. Yeah. Or lager. Did you say lager? I said pale lager. Pale lager. I heard. Cut off from that. (sighs) I heard pillmonger. Sorry. Pale. Oh my God. Pale. Oh, oh, look who's calling the kettle black. Is that racist? Can we not say that? Okay. That's racist. (laughs) It's very racist. Well, yeah. So, so again, not 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 making it be like Untapped as our sponsor or anything weird like that. I would love that to be the case, but it's not the case. Um, I do. I love Untapped so much. And we were discussing last weekend about how that we kind of. I wish. I wish there was like an Untapped for everything else like mixed drinks yeah. and you know granted yeah. I, I understand like and you know the the guys who make the uh, Untapped app have stated because people have asked that too they've stated that they will you know eventually one day they want to expand it to make it more than just about beer but i i understand that you know having having something like that where you can check in with the beer that you have that's more um approachable than like liquor because it's like well really whiskey like okay hard liquor is going to come down to whiskey and rum and you know tequila and vodka and it's going to just be kind of the variations but how do you every place makes the drinks differently and it would really only be good for like a wine like a like different wines because yeah, i feel like there's so I many of those because there are a lot of wines out there but right. like mixed drinks or cocktails or something like that it's 
either they all make it all at once or nothing at all. Right. Like it's it's all depending on what place you actually go to. Right. So like yeah, like you said, wine would probably make the most sense. Right. And for and, them to make it like a complimentary kind of app. And that's exactly sort of that would be the only thing I could think of because yeah, because like you said, it could be like, well, I'm going to this that's, bar and I had oh I had a rum and coke. Oh yeah, okay. That and like maybe like whiskey. True. Just because like whiskey branches out quite a bit. So then what you would do is you could technically do an app that would have whiskey. I would, I would actually put it together where like you have beers and you have all sorts of di- different types of beer. You could have an app that would be basically like a, the uncorked that I saw somebody, you know, jokingly call the app, but have it be for wine and whiskey because right. those would be your two that are the most variations. Cause if anybody's going to be checking in on the type of whiskey that they're having, they're probably having it straight, yeah. <laughs> you know, or neat, you know, they're right. not, they're not having it in a mixed drink. Really. You're probably drinking it just straight out of the bottle, which well, would yeah. be nice to know. Speaking of which, I think there's a bottle of at that same restaurant. There's a bottle of Jameson that you could buy for a hundred dollars and you can have that for like, you can have the entire bottle and they'll mix it for you or, you know, they can take it straight. Anything. Interesting. You can pay a hundred. Yeah. You just pay a hundred dollars for that bottle. They'll bring it down to the shelf off the shelf. And that's yours. <laughs> is it like, is it like a special bottle of JMO or is yeah, it just it's like, it's like a special Got it. And I'm not exactly sure like how old it is or how long it's been brewed, but um, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> what a place. <laughs> oh, what a place. Yeah. And, like the donut that I had, it was like a bacon, it's a bacon donut, like a bacon maple donut. You're, you're just making me hate you. You know that, right? I, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm jealous of your job, so I have to do everything to make Jealous. So what you do is your what I do in my life. Your 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 uh, your backlash is to go to places that are really good food and stuff, and just make me jealous exactly. of all the food and alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Also, if you hear like something that sounds like a kettlebell, yeah, two uh, water bottles full of ice water right now <laughs> next to me. So if it sounds like I'm at a, like a racetrack or something, <laughs> that's what that is. Got it. Um, if it sounds like at any point that I just pass out and smash into the microphone before hitting the ground, it's because I did that. Yeah. <laughs> you can just get that, that did happen. And you could just continue on that <laughs> without me. Right. <laughs> Anyways, um <laughs> randomness. So so okay, so yeah, the, the, our last episode was four months ago. We've been very busy lots of stuff has come out a lot of things have happened um yeah i mean i mean we're already halfway through the year of movies and stuff that i'm pretty sure we we brought up at least at some point in one of the last uh handful episodes so yeah but i'm really excited i'm really excited for this year or finishing out this year going into next year's Mm -hmm. uh, year of movies it's, it's been a great summer. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's pretty spectacular. Um, I will. I will agree. Like the, you're just talking like from what has been out, what's been released so far and all that stuff. Yeah. And what is, is and what's coming. Come, is, is, <sighs> uh, 
it's way too much. There's way, well, let's uh, recap. So, okay. So like I said, the last episode was March. So whatever came out between March and, um, yeah. So what, what, what came out post March this year? What has been, oh, what has been some of the stuff that uh, you've seen? I, mean, I could say, I guess I could say Kingsman, but, um, that was before, mm-hmm. um, let me look. I know I was just trying to get up a list to see what was, uh, what was oh man this is gonna be what's coming out i want to see what came out Uh, curse me i guess i could just do 2015 can i um i know uh i know i did get to see okay so let's uh let's see here march going into april um boy what there's been like so much stuff i felt like uh, april didn't have a whole lot of stuff because it didn't really start until we hit the New Year or not yeah. the New Year till this hit the summertime basically. Yeah, <laughs> hit the summertime. <sighs> I really do need to stop drinking, so we're gonna put this over here. <laughs> I kid. This is coming back over here. Um, I do know that there's been like just in the in the recently there's been a handful of movies that I've seen. Uh, Got to finally see um, Jurassic World. Yes, which came out a few weeks ago. Or I don't know what a month about a month ago now. Yeah, ish. You know, I got to see Jurassic World, which was really cool. Um, did not get to see the new Terminator. Sadly, I kind of wanted to, but and to be honest, I felt like the new Tam- Terminator just it didn't meet its mark. I've heard, and I've, I've heard a lot that's of people say that. Yep, that's been kind of the 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 general gist is that. Well, it, it, I've heard it both ways. I've heard a lot of people say, "Don't go into it thinking too much. Like, don't try to look into it too much, and you'll enjoy yourself." And that it, right. it you know, it definitely is. It's better than the last two. Um, has been something else that other people have said. Uh, and then uh, what was the other? I got like, there's one more thing people kept talking to me. Oh yeah, as long as you don't, as long as you don't go in there trying to like pick it apart too much and try to pay really close attention and, and expecting this like breakthrough film, it, you know. As long as you don't expect any of that, then you'll be fine and you'll enjoy it. And that's so, I mean, that's kind of been the general gist, but you know, obviously take that as you will (laughs) for it. But, uh, oh, you know, okay. Um, when was that? That was, that was recently, right? Yes. That was, that was a recent, (laughs) um, Um, May 1st. Let's start with May. Uh, I can definitely tell you age of Ultron. Yep. That Um, would have been the May 1st one. The end of April, beginning of May. Yep. So, it would no, okay. Say? What is it, your and this is a this is an honest location. This is an honest podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be honest with Obviously. your opinion of Age of Ultron. I liked it. It was a good popcorn. Let me say this: it mm-hmm. was a good popcorn movie. I enjoyed myself. Did I say it was the best thing that Marvel has ever produced? No. Okay. I will say that. Did you like it better than the first Avengers? I can say, I can definitely say it was a different film than the first Avengers. Okay. Um, to say that it's like, it's the thing that surpassed the first Avengers. I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. Um, it's still good. It's still an enjoyable movie. The only thing that actually like really, really bothered me about the movie is mm-hmm. whole Thor's departure. Oh it's god, I like, hated that. I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna leave now, and he just flies off. <clears throat> and and everything like I've read, like, and I literally like I literally put my hands up in the theater. Like, right. where were you going? <laughs> well, and like and like everything I've read about it was that it's 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 more. Uh, it was a scene more 
designed to help set up Thor's like the next Thor movie than anything else really like once the next Thor movie comes out that scene will make more like that why he did that will have more weight to it but it's like so you're willing to sacrifice a portion of your film to Thor and his sideball like side oddball adventure and instead of focusing on any of the other characters that are current like you basically they spent those 15 minutes setting up a thor movie when really they could have done it in a cold open yeah you know like i I just i don't know i i guess again they're trying to do the whole you know connection they're trying to make sure that everything feels connected and is connected and you know this you know bits and bits of those movies all overlap into this storyline but i don't know i just (sighs) i don't feel it I, I just don't I don't feel it. And that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with it too. Like I enjoyed it. I will totally totally agree with you. It was it was a enjoyable movie. I I went and I had fun. Yep, it was very much so a uh, a pop a popcorn movie. Um just kind of a general good action movie to watch in yeah. the summertime. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I completely on board with you by saying it was not the greatest thing that um, Marvel's done. It did not, in my opinion, uh, it did not surpass the first Avengers film, yeah. um, it, but it was very different. And, you know, you look at it from that point of view and you still enjoyed it, but not, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh my God, it was the most amazing movie ever. And I loved it. It I actually mean, like, the performances were good. Everybody did like a great job in the film, but mm-hmm. like as far as story wise, it felt like its own separate thing. Right. And again, like it's not that it's not that it was bad and then nobody did anything wrong. It just, it just wasn't as good as it could have been. And yeah. truthfully, you know, honestly, it did kind of make me like just kind of realize, oh, okay, I've seen, I've watched, I've seen too many of these. I I, I realized I became kind of oversaturated with right comic book movies, right? And it's really right. sad, but and it's that's, like, that's what and that's happened. kind of the, the same feeling that I have about these movies as well. Is it's like as much as I really do enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting a little tired of it. Like yep. I remember like sitting in the theaters and looking up at the screen and just going, Oh my god, this franchise is not gonna end. Right, right. And I'm kinda like freaking out. It's just, like this is there's too much. <laughs> this is this is way too much. Right. Me. But and, and that's not saying it's a bad thing. I love the fact that they can do that. I love the fact that we're in a world right now where they are producing like, this happy as far as movies and TV right now. Mm-hmm. This is an amazing time. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy everything that's out there right now. But the problem is when they start shoving um, a new Marvel movie every six months. Right. I get kind of concerned because it's like I don't have enough time to cool down between movies. <laughs> right. Um, which, you know, I don't know. I don't. It's 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 but, tough. It's very, very tough. But here's the thing. Like as much as I didn't really like Age of Ultron, this kind of sets up. It's like it almost feels like Civil War is actually a part two of what happened in Age of Ultron. Yes. 
the connections are just and not in a bad way, but it feels it's very much so like slapping you in the face going, hey, look, look, we're building up to something. Don't worry type thing. Yeah. And again, not that's not in a bad way of slapping you in the face. It's very much so just like it's, like, it's hey, coming. If you didn't like if you didn't like Age of Ultron, you don't really have to worry because Civil War is just like right around the corner. Right. So there is that. Yep. Um Speaking of which, uh, we might as well, since this is kind of like on the same subject, uh, we went to go see Ant-Man yep. last weekend. Yep. That was a really entertaining film. I enjoyed Ant-Man. I've heard a lot of people say they don't like it. <laughs> um, a lot I've, of people being I've like, it's, mixed, you know, it's, it's not my favorite Marvel movie. It was kind of slow. Uh, everybody likes the Thomas the Drain moment. <laughs> yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. I know has loved that's, the Thomas the Train like moment. My favorite moment in the entire film. <laughs> it's, it's just like all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, we can do these types of things yep. now. Yep, because yeah. it's so or it's Marvel and it's or AKA it's also Disney. It's just like yeah, we can do whatever yeah, the hell we want now. Like I was reading some articles of like what was the separation between um, what was actually written by Anna McKay and Paul Rudd and what was actually read uh, done by Edgar Wright and his writing partner mm-hmm. um, and I felt like almost like that Thomas the Tank Engine bit was actually from Edgar Wright's <laughs> it uh, feels original like... <laughs> because it sounds like it's um, like Edgar put the whole spine on the story okay like every every beat every main uh, justification for the actual story was all him it's just, I think, um, Anna McKay and Paul Rudd came in to actually like fill in some of the, the other gaps and actually develop some of the characters a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely felt, but I definitely feel like that Thomas the Take Engine beat <laughs> was from Edgar Wright. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very possible, you know, like I, 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 I kind of hope that maybe someday they can actually like release the script. You know of what uh, of what I'm they did. So. I'm <laughs> hoping someday, like Edgar Wright will actually like this is what we did. What we did and what ours was going to be. Story. I will say this: I loved and okay. So as per usual, this movie is still recent. So I guess spoilers, kids. If you don't want to hear, I'm not going to try to give much away. It's a superhero movie, but the no, I feel like there's not much to really give away. The only but. thing would be the cold open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we okay, so I won't go into I won't go into details about the cold open. I won't say anything about the cold open except for the fact that I loved I loved that they made Michael Douglas again. Not really much spoilers. Michael Douglas plays uh, uh, why am I space uh, Hank Pym? Hank, Hank he, he plays the original Ant Man. Yeah the the makeup job that they did on him to make him look twenty years younger. Yeah, was so like it's so stupid, but it's so it's ridiculous. Good. It was that's so nice. good. Like, oh my god, he looked like he did good. in Wall Street, the original yeah. Wall Street, the one yeah. with Charlie Sheen back in the eighties. Oh, yeah. Pretty much in like nineteen eighty eight, eighty nine, which is when the opening's cold open starts. Yeah. Again, I won't say anything more besides that. But it's like when he walked in the room, I'm like, holy crap! They made him look twenty years younger. Yeah. And then all I could think about on the flip side, though. Yep, they also made. Um, Hallie Atwell, yes, uh, who plays uh, Peggy Carter. Yep, they aged her, and she actually doesn't look that bad either. Mm-mm. Although you could kind of tell that she's like, okay, you are an old, 
old makeup. Right. It, that it's a young girl in old makeup. Yeah. But the fact that it was Michael Douglas, who is not young. Um, hold on. Let me double check his age. I'm pretty sure he's in his 60s, isn't he? Uh, born in 44. So he is 71 years old. Yeah. <laughs> they made him look like he was in his 50s, like early 50s, late 40s, yeah. early 50s. And all I could think about. Honestly, all I could think about was why the hell couldn't they do that to uh, uh, Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy? I know. <laughs> like, I know. It's what, the one nitpicky thing that I... <laughs> like, oh. and again, okay, so I'll talk about Tron Legacy real yeah. quick, but... Yeah. You know the the oh well, I'm spacing on the guy's name. What was what was the younger version of him that was stuck in the in um, in Tron? Um, uh, not Neo. Kevin, Kevin Flynn. Yep. So, but Kevin the Flynn. the Flynn the Flynn inside that the one the the younger version of him like looks like a young Jeff Bridges. Yes, a lot. But then when yeah. the mouth moves, you can tell it's not entirely. Yeah. human that it's a lot of cg i want to know what they did to michael douglas to make him younger if that was just a hell of a lot of makeup you know I think it's ha- i think it's half and half to be honest do you think they because do what they, they did with of- x-men when they made um the the was it last stand yeah, when they made uh patrick say, stewart younger uh, i was actually gonna say benjamin button okay okay um just because i i'm i'm thinking like um um brad pitt at the end of the movie okay um, cause they make him look like a teenager essentially, um, towards the end of the film. And yeah, it just like, it looks like him just a really younger version of him. Um, I'm actually looking online right now yeah, to see what they did. The end of 25, they gave him acne and stuff. Too. <laughs> like it's, it's really spectacular, but, um, yeah, like he, how they did it, I think, was a really smart way to actually make them look. <laughs> okay, here you go. Okay. This is funny. This is from Vulture.com. Um, it's a company, uh, Lola VFX. Okay. is the company who de-aged Douglas for Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Lola first got into de-aging in their work for X-Men, The Last Stand. <laughs> but their breakout moment came on the curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> there we go! God, <laughs> it's, we it, shit. it's the same group of people that did all three of them. God. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, yeah, they created... Oh, they also created the skinny Chris Evans for the first Captain America. That makes sense, too. So, um, yeah, that, that's so weird. It's so weird to me. So they're they're I'm I'm trying to the uh, uh, the only solution they decided was to view as much of Douglas's late 80s uh, film as films as possible as closely as possible. They found themselves watching Wall Street, not only for his dramatic indictment of corporate <laughs> greed, but also for the great shots of Douglas's middle aged wrinkles. Booyah, bitches. Look at that. God, we <laughs> so many things. In we, this podcast. Come on, guys. OK, seriously. Uh, anybody listening at home? We did not. I did not read we this. Like freaking fortune tellers <laughs> at this point. Good Lord. Oh, that is nuts. No, it's true. It's true. I, I almost get the sense like anything that we say on this podcast eventually becomes true. It's so weird. The most obvious thing is that the skin along the jaw is the most is in most people tends to get lower and lower and sag a little bit as you get older, particularly around the throat and the Adam's apple area. You'll yes. also get buildup of extra skin. Yes. One thing we'll have to do to DH someone is restore that elasticity and trying to not only remove the excess skin, but pull it back up to where it once was. So they added a little bit more fat to the middle of Douglas's cheeks. And since human ears and noses never stopped growing, they also had to shrink Douglas's back to their 1980s sizes, as well as remove some of ear wrinkles. Then it came time to restore what they call Douglas's useful glow, youthful glow, adding 
shine to his skin and hiding the blood vessels in his nose. And that's what they did. So it's all CG. That's all CG. That is crazy. Like, okay, no, good. No, okay. Really good. Maybe they, maybe they, um, they, maybe they put him in a wig to at least get his, or they dyed his hair or something to at least get the hair done. Yeah. But then the fact that the rest of that is CG, that is amazing work. That looked like I sat it there going, impressive. I, I was like, no, they had to, have, they had to have put him in makeup. That must've been the only way they did that because it did not look fake. No, because it, I'm looking at him like, I'm pretty sure that's that, uh, that, that digital. Uh, right. Aging. But, oh, I was not, but I loved it. That was brilliant. That was so that that's all. I don't even know. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I have no clue what happened in that opening <laughs> because I was so like, no, just uh, set on watching opening, it. The opening actually, um, it takes place in the Triskelion, which is actually from winter soldier. Right. They're, they're just building it. Like they're, they're just <laughs> building it. So it's like, Oh, though, that's kind of cool. And like Hank Pym's like really mad. It's like, you got stole my formula. And like, <laughs> just like that. Tony Stark's dad. It's like, Hey, calm down. We could use some real good with this. Tony Stark's like, dad played by the, with yeah, I also like that. That pl- was actually played by the actor who played him in what the first Two Iron Man in the in uh, the, the footage in the second in the second Iron Man in the second Iron Man in yeah. the in the footage that you see of him um, talking to Tony and, and all that stuff like that you see him briefly I'm in the glad, first one. I'm glad they actually did that and not did Dominic Cooper. Yes, which doesn't like and I I hate that because it's like <laughs> you look at him it's like yeah he looks like a younger Tony but he doesn't look like how he does when he's like in the 1960s or 1980s or whatever. Right. And like having that young of an actor portray like another version of, of Howard Stark is perfectly okay. Yeah. You know, but, but don't put him in old man makeup. Yeah. Because then at that point, then it's like, Oh, then wait a minute. Weird. Yeah. Which I really thought that's what they, their plan had been I, like, I thought that's what they were going to do. I'm like, well, guys, don't do that. That looks weird. But like, they, like for some reason they couldn't get him back. back and yeah. 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 But that was so cool. And again, that's why, so between, between seeing that actor, between, between seeing, um, uh, Peggy Carter in there and then, and then the young Michael Douglas, I was just like, oh, I don't even care what's going on. I don't care. I'm just enjoying yeah. all of this awesome cold open (laughs) it was awesome awesome. (laughs) Um, but yeah like that i like the film i mean paul rudd did an excellent job ah yeah and he Um, surprising for a guy because he's usually like the goofball type of character because it's like i like when i think of paul rudd i always think of his character from when hot american summer (laughs) see and it's just like oh where the stuff's like pick that up Oh, bit <laughs> <laughs> about picking everything. Up. He he always just because he he, oh, he plays God. that character really well. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that is the thing. Which, by the way, side note, I love. Um, I can't wait for the Netflix series when that comes out. That's going to be amazing. Oh yes, which it looks like they got everybody back. They did, which they is did cr- get everyone back, and they're playing everyone when they're seventeen. Yep. <laughs> which <laughs> and, like some of them look worse than the, than, the, than they did the original film. Which I, I think it's 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 going to be great. But that just adds to the that just adds to the the comedy of the of the movie slash the show. The fact that that this takes place early this takes place on the first day of camp whereas the movie took place on the last day of camp so now yep. we're going what three months sooner and yep. everyone's 
10 years, 15 years older. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just, yeah. Oh, it's so it's like, they're just at this point, it's totally just a, yeah, we're playing this for the, for the jokes, you know, for the laugh. Oh, so good though. I love it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. So, well, um, okay. Well, so, okay. So, Ant man, we both kind of in agreement, um, yeah. that it was good. There is a good mid credit sequence. Also, there is an end credit sequence, um, that I actually looked up that is actually cut from civil war. And that's exactly what I read too. Yeah. Which which is interesting. Because it's like, I was looking at it. It's like, why does that scene look so weird? Because it's like, you look at the cinematographer, Ant-Man, and then you go to that scene. Right. Like, why is everything <laughs> looks so weird? Why is that? It's because it's pulled from a different movie. It's so like, it's, oh, it's going to have completely different, you know, different, yeah. different filmmakers behind it, different style and all that stuff. But yeah. it was still kind of an interesting little, like a uh, little addition, just being like, Oh, huh. <laughs> that's, that's funny. And, and, and having said that now, I, I don't know that we should probably keep, yeah, quiet I, I, but what one thing i the one thing i realized while sitting there personally in my in my in my opinion i totally totally can see paul rudd acting alongside of you know oh yeah you know robert Downey jr and chris evans and you know and all those other guys like that he fits he fits the group perfectly and having seen how they presented ant-man I in the movie like yeah i can also see him kind of being like the new guy Right. But him working like the character of Ant-Man, because like I realize Ant-Man was always one of the original like uh, original Avengers, but they never did him because they didn't give him his own movie to develop. But it's like I once I saw them in this movie, I went, oh, no, okay, that character totally works in the rest of the Avengers. I can buy a guy shrinking and enlarging and running around and jumping like I can totally buy that and seeing him right alongside Iron Man and the Hulk like got it no you know you don't have to try to sell me on on that character you know trying to be like look he'll work trust me it just he does and it makes yeah. me that made me happy <laughs> so i think it's great yes <laughs> all right well let's move on um after ant-man uh so we kind of we kind of jumped around a little bit but uh we also had mad max fury, fury road came out oh that was I- may 15th absolutely love that movie that was a fantastic movie oh my god <laughs> and that's all right moving on it's to Tomorrowland. it's a two-hour car chase first of all george miller i'm glad they got him back to do the original yes i'm so happy about that it's literally the same it guy just, it just feels like an 80s it just feels like one of those 80s films mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ah it was so well done and you you nailed it on the head when you said it's a two-hour car chase it's a two-hour car chase with about 10 minutes of like rest yeah, just just enough to make you kind of go like to catch your breath to kind of go. Okay, holy crap, that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, all right, back into it again. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like everything was good. Like and like that's the other thing I enjoyed about it. It's like that's all that's all practical. Yep, and that's the Every thing. Every single shot of that is practical. Practical with a lot of you know like 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 not a lot with with a bunch of visual effects to tweak certain things or to like get rid of like to enhance the the, the scenery or enhance the, yeah, the world that, that they're in the there's like one visual effect and i know they did this at the, like the end of the film and it felt like a cheesy like 3d type of thing okay and that was like the only thing that i thought that like felt out of place 
in the film. It's just like this feels weird. Why? Why did you have to tailor to that gimmick? Right. But other than that, like it was one of those films where just like I I saw like a lot of previews and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think I built up the hype too much. So <laughs> when I actually watched the actual film, I'm like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> but but then I was like, I I sat there for like after seeing the film, and it just kind of grew. And yep. I was just like I really really like this film. It was a great movie. Now I've seen I've seen the originals. Mm. Um, I don't I, know. I don't know. Have you seen the originals? I have not. Okay. I always wanted, like we were trying to scramble and try to find uh, the other three. Okay. Um, before, before we actually saw the film, but then I was like reading a lot of reviews. It's like, Hey, you didn't see the first one or <laughs> any of the other ones. You don't really have to worry. Correct. Like, His name is Max. <laughs> he had a family. They died. <laughs> Now he's kind of a drifter. Well, that's that's what I leaned really over. All you need to know, and that's what I leaned over to uh, to, to Lindsay right as the movie started. Because in the beginning of it, they have like some of those random flashes of like a little girl and stuff. Now, right. now the, this one, according to um, according to George Miller, George Miller, right? I'm saying that right? Yeah, George Miller. Uh, according to him, it's it's. It's not necessarily a sequel. It's also not necessarily a reboot. It's kind of just the 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 whole point is that the the character that Mad Ma- of Mad Max has always been kind of like this this character that people tell stories about and like oh yeah he totally came in here and did this with us and then left That's again. Actually, what I like about it. So it's, it's that, like he's just kind of this legend, almost like this right. Character, and this is like this is just a story. It's a this story a tale of what we know about. It. So when does this take place? in relationship to the other ones we don't really know yeah. i mean you can kind of like you I can kind of guesstimate yes right what it is but it almost reminded me of the tv show at least when i was watching it as a kid it kind of reminds me of uh, samurai jack okay where like each episode was kind of like its own it was almost like an episodical type of thing where it's a, it's its own story and like there's not necessarily like a con- there is like some connecting elements mm-hmm. throughout most of them but really like you could like turn on an episode and watch it and watch him like okay i need to go help these people he saves these people and then he just keeps moving on that's how the like kind of the same idea that i got from this movie okay like, he just shows up kind of like helps out whoever he needs to help out. Uh, once he thinks the job's done, he just disappears and moved on. It's very much so like the old kind of like old Western stories, yeah. you know, kind of like the, the, where it was just, it's he, you, you, yeah, he wanders on, he does his help and he wanders off. Yeah, it's, that's it, all that it is. It's, it's almost like the dollars trilogy. I yes. Mean, with yep. with uh, the hero with no name. Yep. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. He just kind of shows up in town. It's like, Oh, what's, going on and he he kind of i mean he kind of does stuff for his own benefit but really he's just like okay i'll help these people out because they look like they're struggling right and he'll just do that and then once he's done he'll move on right and 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 having having been a person who 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 I've like I said I've seen I've seen the original three Mad Max movies and going into it I and I'm not one of those people that being like oh there's no way this is going to compare to the original three because the original three are superior and you know I'm I'm not that type of person I was ecstatic that George Miller came back as I you know I'm it's it's the same guy who made the original three excellent he can do whatever the hell he wants with his yeah. movies in my opinion which this is where talk about star wars gets a little iffy because my opinion is not the same when it comes to george lucas um right <laughs> the thing is it's like with with george's stories um 
or George Miller. Sorry, sorry. There's two different George. Um, with George, oh, <laughs> do you have to do Lucas when you talk about Lucas? Do you have to do the George voice? Shut up! Was a great movie. Yes. So so but 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 okay. So here's the here's my opinion. Here's the difference between what George Miller does with his movies and George Lucas does yeah. with his. George yeah. Lucas can't write. <laughs> no, and like I'm reading the like the making of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and he blatantly admits it. Yeah, he's like, he, he flat out says right. It's like I'm I'm sorry. I'm not great at this. And but like but no. the studio yeah. left him in charge. Yeah, we also have Francis Ford Coppola to blame for that too. Also very true. He's like, no, 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 keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. It's just like you'll get good at it one day. Well, well, and then you like Clayton George, I can tell you that one. You, you can't talk to me like that. Like, yeah, I can, George. You say no. no. <laughs> I'm George Lucas. I made Star Wars films. I made Star Wars. <laughs> and all my space bitches agree. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like so, but. but I've learned a lot, Seamus. Um, but like, like, but when it comes to Mad Max, is that Red Wings is my man. Jesus. So, Mad oh, Max. Uh, you shouldn't hear me at the lake house. I was on a wall. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but mm. like that's the thing with like for with George Miller's stories is that like I just like I could just make up whatever I want. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's no connection to any of. The, I mean, there might be a little bit of connection here and there, but there's really no connection. Then. The connections in Mad Max Fury Road to the the first three mm-hmm. were more or less costume. That was it, because so in the beginning when he's got long hair and his long beard and stuff like that, that's that's kind of how he is at the beginning of part three or of uh, Beyond Thunderdome. He's kind of got the longer hair; it gets cut off and stuff. But like, my only question is like, did he have the interceptor at that point for for beginning for For three? three. He had it because that was his car. Yeah, that he drove around. That's and that's see that's where, but see then that that gets to that gets totaled in the beginning of this movie, right? Or of Mad Max oh, Fury yeah. Road. So you that's like in the opening five minutes of this film, it's just like, oh, cool, the interceptor. Oh, oh God, they destroyed the it. <laughs> it it's, yeah, it's one of those situations. Like, oh God. Well, like that's the other th- interesting thing as well because you, like you look at the origin story and you have no idea like what exactly happened, right? Some saying are like nuclear war others saying are like a water war or something like that right right Kevin Costner comes in. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, that's the irony is that we actually got to a point where it became Mad Max I in a post-apocalyptic world. For the sequel to actually be that. It's like, oh, I found the other side of the ocean. Oh, shit. The other side of the world is just covered in water. And these guys, these poor bastards don't know about it in Mad Max's yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. See, they all connect. <laughs> but no, Mad Max was great. And I, I enjoyed that thing. Again, being a fan of the originals, not like a diehard fan, but knowing them and enjoying them. I'm like, no, that's just, it was great. Tom Hardy did a great job as Mad Max. Great. And this is like my defense against it. Like I, I can say this, you could have chosen any actor. Mm-hmm. Play, um, Mad Max, but 
the fact that, well, first of all, like, I don't know what it is with Tom Hardy and having half his face covered. <laughs> Specifically his mouth. Bottom half of his jaw is always covered in some movie. Maybe he, maybe he just doesn't like it. <laughs> but like the fact that they chose him, he has such a, he has such a good presence. Mm-hmm. He's able to communicate so well in that film. By not really saying anything. He's like talks least says most kind of situation with his character. Right. Um, the only, like the big scene that I always think of is um, when they're in the desert and he actually meets uh, Furiosa. Mm-hmm. They stop the truck and he's still chained up to Nux, I think his name is. Yep. Uh, yep. Nicholas is Holtz's character. Yep. Um, and, you know, they break out into this whole gunfight sequence. I thought that was a really amazing thing. Like you could just feel the tension with like no words are being said. Yes. I love that when he finally gets the gun and he's on top of her and he fired, what is he? He fires like three shots in the ground, like right around her head. Um, Three shots. Oh my God. I was like, you have won me over with this movie because that intensity is so brilliant. That I'm like, I, I, I don't even know. I can't eat. There's no words. It was just so well done. Yeah. So well done. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. Speaking of which, Charlize Theron, wonderful job. Yes. Wonderful job. Like, I've always liked her as an actress, especially since Monster. But, um, yeah, she just developed a, like, she was like the first character, like, first female protagonist. That wasn't overly sexualized. Yeah. Had most of the power throughout the entire film and just, and wasn't a love interest. Correct. Yep. That's what I loved. And she was disabled. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Just like the other thing that I actually enjoyed. So it's like you have this really powerful female character <laughs> that could. I almost want a Furiosa movie. <laughs> just to know, like, the backstory? Yeah, not even a backstory. Or just a just movie? Like a Mad Max type of thing where it's just her. <laughs> I was like, I would love, I would just love that. I'm That'd like, be cool. I know the internet just loves her. Because oh, yeah. Like, I've, I look online, I look through Tumblr, and there's just hundreds of um, Mad, or hundreds of Imperial Furiosa fan art just everywhere. Because she is fantastic. Well, and I know, I know, um, uh, our friend Julia. She went out, saw the movie, and then immediately bought the movie poster that had Furiosa as the, you know, like main focus yeah. uh, of the sequence. So it was just yeah. like because she lets how much she enjoyed it. Oh, and actually, it looks like somebody has uploaded that fight sequence onto YouTube, and I am watching it right now. And it will be posted onto the website. So, uh, (laughs) for those of you who haven't seen the movie and want to see the sequence, go on to our page and... (laughs) That is should be just like a teaser, a demo of what this movie's about. Because it, it, it's so intense. It's a minute and fifty four seconds long. That is it. Are you serious? It feels longer. It does. It felt so oh much God. longer. That's amazing. Yeah, 
It's good, but so so it'll be on the uh, it'll be on the website. Um, I've I've embedded it right now because <laughs> uh, I'm keeping track with us. So yeah. yes, definitely go on and check out uh, check out this scene because this scene is just hopefully hopefully it stays up and people don't pull it. But uh, right. but yeah, it's good. <laughs> so all right, well let's move on so we can get through everything here um, yeah. now because uh, I have a list of all the movies that came out. Tomorrowland came out May twenty second. Um, did you guys ever go see that? I didn't go see it. I okay. kind of had wanted to see it just because it's, hey, hey, it's Bradford. That's true. But, um, yeah, I didn't go see it. Apparently, it didn't do very well. Yeah, it kind of, from what I can tell, it kind of just, it, it, it was there, and then it, it kind of just quietly went away. Uh, <laughs> like, oh. Which was sad because, it's like, the other thing I heard in an interview with, with, uh, with Star Wars, the whole thing with Star Wars, like, Brad Bird was approached to do it. It's just like... Guys, I can't. I can't leave this yep. project. And it's like I'm doing Tomorrowland. I can't leave. <sighs> it's one of those. It's one of those things. You know, like it'll yeah. always be. It'll probably always be uh, like in history. One of those points where people will talk about it, being like, like you know, like uh, uh, Will Smith turning down the part of Neo in the Matrix. Oh my God! I never heard about. That. Oh yeah, he was offered the part of Neo. Holy! But crap. he turned it down to do. Wild Wild West. Oh my! Are you serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. The fucking spider in the third act. And and he, Will Smith, has gone on record as saying that it was the biggest um, you know, mistake the, in his the career. Spider is the most deadliest creature in the animal kingdom. <laughs> God, that whole story. If you guys don't that's know what we're talking about, fine. Uh, that that's the that's one that's, of the nights at Kevin Smith. Or, uh, night at Kevin Smith. Um, Superman, Death and Return of Superman. That should be an easy clip to find. Yep. I, I've seen it online. That, we'll see if we can't. Yeah, Superman lives. That's, that's, that's a great story. Basically, Kevin Smith goes into talking about the whole ordeal with him. His whole writing, his whole process with writing um, for the Death and Return of Superman, which that documentary should be almost done. And I'm learning, yeah. really looking forward to that. Yep, it's supposed to be coming out sometime soon, and it uh, it sounds very interesting. And apparently, what it does is it actually like opens up the the like it, it reveals a lot of the stuff that everybody thinks they know about that Superman movie. That uh, they again for those who don't know, the Tim one that Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage was making in the what ninety like mid nineties or something like that. Yeah. Um, that Kevin Smith, the guy who wrote Clerks and Dogma and Jason and Bob and all those that that he wrote. Um, a lot of people like the, the the photos that showed up online years ago about like the, the what the suit was going to look like, where it's like that pearlescent or it was that purple and stuff like that. How in reality those photographs aren't exactly accurate, yeah. Um, and that there are, are more, which the documentary goes into and actually shows, yeah. and that how those were really early prototypes that weren't done being painted. The pearlescent like see through one was literally only going to be for like two shots in the entire movie, yeah. Like little things like that that this documentary documentary goes into and it's very interesting it's very very interesting from what i've heard i'm really looking forward to that. hey look at that i found the uh i found the whole thing so i will hey, post this on the website might as well post that one too oh my goodness you guys are gonna have so much research or so many so much homework to do after we <laughs> oh god yeah. <laughs> but no so um yeah i'm pretty sure brad bird's turning down uh, star wars will just We'll just go into uh, into the history as oh shit moment. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, we should actually. I I just remember this quick side note. 
about the and this this is going back to the Marvel thing. I know we kind of passed over it. But mm-hmm. The whole Spider Man situation. Okay. I was really happy about it. <laughs> you <laughs> when were? I, when I heard the announcement, that's like finally we're getting a new Spider Man. And no, not so much. Not so How much. How do we feel about that? Is it is it because is it because are, is it the actor? Are you are you concerned about the actor they chose? I'm concerned about the acting. I'm concerned. I'm actually concerned about the whole thing. Actually, just because it's like I enjoyed Andrew Garfield so much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But I, you know, like, okay, yeah. so I was a huge fan of, I, except for part three and I, you know, Kevin going like, okay, yeah. at the time I was a huge fan of, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yeah. And when Andrew Garfield came out, I was not a fan of it. Like I did not care for him. I'm like, no, that's not really, even though as horrible as Spider-Man three was, <laughs> okay, yeah. do not get me wrong. I hate that movie. That movie is so so terrible for I multiple reasons. Just laughing. <laughs> yes. I saw it in theaters. So did I. With a bunch of friends. And then I, I immediately, like, <laughs> we got in the car. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I made you, you watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. And, and then we went <laughs> home. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I, I just, I... I like that. It took me a while to warm up to Andrew Garfield. I did not care for the newer one. The first one it seemed it seemed quick. I actually liked the second one, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, really? more than the first one. And I feel like I'm also in the minority. Yeah. I thought the second one was great, even with the amount of villains that they had and all yeah. the guys they were trying, all the plot lines they were trying to introduce and, you know, and trying to like build up their little cinematic universe of like you could tell it's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Even with all that, I was still like, no, okay. This was just, that was a fun movie. I enjoyed just watching it, you know, and I, and I, I just, I, I know I'm very much so in the minority of that. But so, but yeah. I'm, I would like to apply that. That, that method of thinking into the next round where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm very annoyed that we're going to get another Spider-Man movie in what, another two yeah. more years or something like that. Yeah. So that's, that's three versions. Like I know Spider-Man's going to show up in Civil War, but his movie yeah. won't be until after, like a couple years after Civil War or something like that, or at least a year after it. But it's like, that'll be three different versions of Spider-Man. Yeah. in 15 years yeah. like three different series like just uh, very annoying but but i'm still willing to see what they do the other day and you could actually do and this has actually been really popular in the comics you could actually do like a spider-man universe type of thing mm-hmm. where you could actually make it its own movie in which here's here's how you do it here's how you do it, <laughs> how do you do it? how do you do it <laughs> okay you will have the new guy I don't okay. know what his name is. At this point, I really don't care. <laughs> um, some 19-year-old kid. You you have him. You have Mysterio. You, Mysterio is one of these villains that he has some ability to go in between dimensions. And he plays a lot of... He has a lot of like tricks and he plays with a lot of people's minds. He has a lot of tomfoolery. <laughs> this guy has a lot of tomfoolery. Giant fishbowl for a head. It's true. <laughs> What he does is he starts jumping around universes and start messing with start messing with things. 
this is when you start introducing all the past Spider-Men. Okay. People. Okay. And you actually bring them together, and that's how they fight the villain. And what you could do is actually bring back Garfield. You can bring back Tobey Maguire. You can even bring back Emma Stone because in an alternate universe, um, <laughs> Gwen Stacy actually becomes the next Spider-Man. Okay. Yep. Instead, um, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen. I highly recommend picking that up if you're a big fan of comics. It's a really interesting story. It's just almost like a flip like if you just change the gender roles of stuff where as Gwen Stacy's the hero where Peter Parker is just kind of, I guess you could say the damsel in distress. <laughs> oh, it's it. Kind of is. Well, I mean like, you know, there's this whole thing instead of like uh, Doc Connors turning into a lizard, Peter Parker turns into a lizard. It's, it's this whole thing. But, and that's, and then you could bring in, like stuff like I don't know Donald Glover as Miles Morales maybe isn't, bring that in that right right yeah isn't yeah. there uh, isn't there like a comic book series right now I keep seeing this pop up every once in a while of like like a world of Spider Man or like this, yeah, like something yeah. like that or it's, it's it's called the Spider Verse Spider Verse that's it okay yeah, and it's like Spider Man dimensions it's it's that whole concept is like somebody's messing with all of these alternate universes and so like you, you have this like kind of like overarching story but not really so like you can have all these different spider-man stories going on at all at the same time none of them really affect each other mm-hmm. marvel marvel that would be sony because then, then, then right there, yeah. they can explain, like, then then at that point, they can use it as, not an excuse, but as a way to go, hey, look, even though we made those other Spider-Man movies and we stopped making movie entries in that series, they still matter overall. Like, they are all still part of the same world. Hey, look, we did this on purpose. Like, it's that whole, it's that whole yeah. <laughs> fake, but like... <laughs> I'm a freaking genius. It, that would work. That would be very well work and then yeah because then like that would just open up this whole thing being like like the spider-man from the current marvel world that hasn't been made yet yeah. you know it could be like Which wait a minute there's morales but keep going right could, <laughs> true um but you know he could be like he could you know talking to the toby mcguire one and actually you know talking to the toby mcguire one being or and actually i guess and the andrew garfield one going wait there's no avengers in your guys's world and they have yeah. no idea what those are like yeah. you can have that moment where they acknowledge the fact that it's pre that whole thing happening and you know just being like well you know, like acknowledge the fact that their stories are are similar but different yeah. <laughs> still yeah. but like, just yeah like i i don't know that would be good that'd be kind of fun that'd be enjoyable and just do its own little movie while it still connects into so like it's part of the marvel world kind of Kind of where it's like that, that Spider-Man can still, the, the current ones can still, you know, it's, he's still part of a world where there's Avengers and there's all the, and there's Daredevil and all these characters, mm-hmm. but is still part of, you know, but, but can, can be off on his own adventures right. with the other Absolutely. Spider-Man. Absolutely. That'd be interesting. That'd be very, very interesting. Or do a Netflix series. Oh yeah. Do like a pull, Which, like a Daredevil kind of actually like dovetails into my next point. Um, which which actually came out in April, so this all kind of works. Perfect. Um, 
<laughs> um, Daredevil, the Netflix series, came out, and it's amazing. It's like so good. I feel like that's how you should do comic book movies, mm-hmm. or at least they should be adapted. I feel like comic book material should be adapted for shows. And you could you could argue people could argue that maybe you know you can't do that with all the the, the comic book characters. Not all of them. You know, I, I feel like it helps with Daredevil because he it is, you know, he's a lawyer, so he's going to do something of detective work and, you know, things like that. Like that's that's kind of just it, it works to have it be kind of that basically that drama, that mystery right. drama show, which is what he is like. I, I don't know how well that would work for like an Iron Man show. Yeah. You know, like you, you, it might work, but at the same time, it might not. I don't think it would work so much for an Iron Man show, but like for Spider-Man, there's a big enough universe. True. That you could, it, it could go on its own separate thing, but not quite enough to make its own movie universe. Right. Whereas like with Daredevil, that was such a great, that was just such a great storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you just follow this one character. And then if you want to do like backstories on certain things and whatnot, you could like just take one episode to clear all that up. <laughs> right. And that's it. And then you're done. <laughs> and then you're done. Whereas like you try to shove that in into a two hour movie. That's not going to work. I feel that's true. And you're going to lose your audience where it's like you watch the show. It's like, Oh yeah, that was an episode. What's her face. So you just keep going. <laughs> that was an episode. What's her face. <laughs> the one with the what's her tip. <laughs> I love her. She's nice. She's also pretty. Um, I will. Sorry. Speaking of that. Was, no, there's like, I think it was like one of my favorite episodes of Daredevil where Rosario Dawson gets captured. Mm hmm. And the lights just start turning off and she starts laughing. And it was just uh, like, I got chills like, oh, this is a great show. I because it, it, it was almost that, like that mystery. Like, you don't guys don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> I um. I got a little bit of a crush on Rosario Dawson. I always kind of have. This is yeah. this is not just because of Daredevil. It's it's been going for easily the last I don't know ten years or so. Just I've I've always thought she's been very 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 yeah. attractive young lady. No, I've always thought she's been cute as hell. And to see her in this movie, yeah. I'm just like, yep, she's still good looking. And I was mad when she didn't show up <laughs> when she kind of yeah. because she's only in like the first like half of the season, and then like, her character I, goes I, away. Not, and I think that was just because like we don't really know what to do with her yet. True. Also, we're, we're just going to set that aside. I will say this. You also don't necessarily need her there the entire time no, no. because then it starts becoming this like, oh, you're just trying to put her in for the sake of putting her in. Yeah. And it, it works better as it's a character that's needed when she is needed. And that's it. If she's not needed for four episodes, we can focus on other characters instead of having to, you know, have her being like, oh, no, Matt, come on, stop doing this. I, I feel bad for you. Like every episode. No, stop. No. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, I, I'm also like a not a big fan of just having like, let's put these two people together because they'll they might have similar interests. They right. might love each other. Yep. Force them. No, don't force <laughs> them together. They got issues to figure out. Let them figure it out. Yep. If they like each other. Great. If they don't. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Sorry, I had to take a drink there. Also, <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, my God. 
Lord, that man is terrifying. <laughs> I am so scared of him <laughs> in, in, in a good way. Like yeah. he did an amazing job. Such a good job. I think it's what it also, and we kind of talked about this off, off mic, but, um, just this idea that like he almost as he acts and as he moves around, he almost looks like somebody that actually has some type of mental disorder like yeah. Asperger's or something like that. Somebody who's a little bit too intelligent but doesn't have the social skills to actually interact with certain things. Yep. Because it's like you look at um his relationship with Vanessa. Like he's this he's this crime boss, but at the same time it's just kinda like almost seems like this bumbling fool when it comes to like actually like romantic gestures and stuff like that. It's like I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have giant hands. <laughs> Where do I put my hands? <laughs> this rose that I crushed in my hands because I'm gigantic. But it's like it's, it's even really gigantic, but I'm oh, but he's he looks like okay so kingpin in the comics is obviously drawn to be gigantic he tried to be like very big and imposing very huge and i understand why they got michael clark duncan to play that character in by the way i need to bring this up like um Lindsay's like i want to watch daredevil it's like okay well we gotta watch the netflix series first yeah (laughs) and then i have to show you the and then we have to show watch the movie version she's like okay so we got done with the master series like this is great and she was all worried like do i need to see the movie i'm like it's really better if you did <laughs> we, we got through it it was an amazing show again like i can't gush about the show enough yep but <laughs> we watched the ben affleck version it's like, it just like and i know what you're gonna say just like she'll watch the director's cut it's like no she has to <laughs> she's got to see the crap first before she, she yeah she has to see the crap and and that's a good point. It's very, it's very much so the fact that it's like, it's, it's, I saw the original first and then I, years later, then I got to see the director's cut and then I went, oh my God, the director's cut's so much better. Still not a perfect movie, but it's so much better. <laughs> Cause I'd like, I bought the DVD. I didn't even see the movie. I bought it on like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sure this movie's great. <laughs> I've learned wrong oh sir (laughs) by the way like we're watching the film i noticed that like the movie is produced by kevin feige (laughs) like the guy who's running marvel yep (laughs) oh my god are you serious they let this shit through somehow they let that go somehow they thought that was a great idea it's like, oh yeah, we should start making Marvel movies. Isn't that great, guys? <laughs> but at the we'll same start with Daredevil. <laughs> but at the same same time, it was a different era of Marvel. They that was the best was, they had, you know, and it was not the Disney produced what it is now. No, that's very true. And you know what? And, and speaking of that, this is something that I think I don't think a lot of people tend to bring up, but I think we should. I feel like even though Disney is behind this, Disney is behind these movies. I kind of get the feeling you don't they are not 
as involved as you might think they would be. You know, like they're not, I don't, I don't get the over the overwhelming like sense that they're like, Oh no, 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 you guys can't do that because we're Disney and we, we don't want you to do that. We want you to do this or like something. some, but not as bad as it could be. Like other studios true. have royally over controlled a film being made and they come out like crap. Yeah, I feel like the Marvel movies like Disney could have when Disney bought Marvel Disney could have gone okay we are getting rid of all the violence uh, we are getting, like we're like we're gonna make this PG we're gonna make every one of these PG so that way everybody can come and see it like they could have very easily they done, that, done that but they didn't not been happy with that. And, and I feel like they probably had somebody in charge going you guys shouldn't do that because no one's going to want to see these movies. Come to see your movies. <laughs> and it's true. It's very um, true. It's very true. And I'm, I'm very glad. I'm just having I said that I, I'm glad they're not. Someone, there is someone out there that is actually pulling all the strings. Oh yeah. Sure. For sure. But I, I think or Disney is trusting. And years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, I feel like Disney's yeah, trusting think, Marvel more than thing, you think. I feel like they're actually taking the right decisions with stuff. They're getting the right people to do the right things. Right. When you look at the list of people who directed Marvel films, they're not looking for, they could have pulled like a Spielberg or something like that. But mm-hmm. They're looking for certain people who do their best in certain genres. Right. I mean, like Ant-Man, they chose, I mean, they, I don't even know who that is. Who is that guy who directed Ant-Man? Uh, Peyton Reed. Hold on. I'm he's, He's like an up and coming. Is he? So I it's feel like it. But that's like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. He directed um he directed Bring It On. He directed the Weird Al show. Oh my god, he directed the live action sequences of the Back to the Future cartoon. Oh wow. Holy crap. I didn't know he did those. He I guess not an up and coming, but Oh, he directed Down with Love. <laughs> Sorry. I, oh wow. I kind of like that movie. The the Ewan McGregor and um um uh oh my god, Renee Zellweger movie and David Hyde Pierce, the one that took place in like the 60s and is very like 1960s rom-com. Like I really like that movie. That movie's good. He also directed Yes Man, the Jim Carrey movie where we can only say yes. And he directed a couple episodes of New Girl. Okay. Okay. So not necessarily an up-and-comer, but not a person that I would have in my head gone, oh yeah, he should direct a Marvel movie. But he was directing a comedy, so true. kind of helps, I guess. And that's the nice thing with Ant-Man. Ant-Man is, even though even though obviously it's not done by Edgar Wright, it still is very much so a... It's, it's a heist film. It still is, to a degree, but it's mm. got... It's got a lot more Marvel touch. I feel like Edgar Wright would have gone flat out heist movie. And Marvel, when when he left, Marvel came in, and I or not Marvel, but when they swapped hands, I feel like Marvel put it a little more as a no. Let's make this kind of be a normal Marvel movie, like a Marvel yeah. superhero movie, yeah. not so much a genre. Which is a shame because the Winter Soldier was very much so a nineteen seventies like 
like uh, uh, like all the president's men or the French connection. It's that style of kind of gritty kind of not espionage, but you know, one yeah. of those era movies yeah. that's very well, much. So I'll, what the winter soldier I'll say was. that flat out because that's what it feels like. Right. And I love that. I'm like, yeah. that's what, that's what Marvel needs to do with their yeah. movies is they yeah. need to kind of go, okay, let's for this movie, let's make it this type of a film. Let's make it this genre. Well, I mean, like you look at guardians of the galaxy, obviously you get James Gunn to direct your movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you look at it. It's just like, it feels like a goofy movie. And <laughs> you look at James Gunn's productions. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's that makes sense. Um, cause I know with Dr. Strange, they're actually looking more towards horror directors, which would be awesome to do their next films, which I, I can't remember what directors they were looking at. Cause I, I want that. I want movies yeah. that aren't just, it's I don't want it to be just another Marvel movie. Yeah. Give me something different. Give me something to yeah. watch and gonna go, damn, like this feels weird, but I love it. Like mm-hmm. I want that. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that I, I would actually want from a Marvel movie. This is like it's so like yes, we're bored with the whole origin stories thing. Right. But they're doing such in such a way that it's like, no, this is a completely different film than we've just taken we've kind of like cut the whole comic book part out of it. Mm -hmm. They got, uh, currently it's Scott Derrickson is the director who is the director of, um, (laughs) one of the Hellraiser movies. One of the video ones, not the good ones. Uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose, um, sinister deliver us from evil. Uh, those are the ones. And then and it's sinister. And then uh, deliver us from evil and exorcism. Emily, Emily Rose are the ones that he also wrote those. Okay. He also wrote Urban Legends Final Cut. <laughs> let's not let's not judge the man. Uh that's I mean that is a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um but uh he also directed oh god, he directed that one. He directed the Keanu Reeves The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, oh that one is not a good movie. Oh. But but still, but your point being taken, the fact that the guy who the guy who writes and directs Kind of these a, possession I, horror I movies. The difference between writing and directing. True, <laughs> but he did both. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's 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 interesting that it's like that's the guy who did those movies, and that's the one who's directing Doctor Strange. Like, okay, I'm okay. I'm I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued by it. There's there's if he did if he did Hellraiser. I mean, like I can definitely see some type of that element coming into play with Doctor Strange. True. Maybe. True. And yeah. it's it's weird. The writers of it, oh God, this is not helping the case, is it? The uh <laughs> the writers of it. Um it's it's a it's a writing duo and then it's a third guy. The writing duo wrote Sahara or Sahara, the movie from 2005. I didn't really mind Sahara. They, yeah, I, I like <laughs> they also wrote uh, Conan the Barbarian, the one from 2011. Okay. <laughs> this movie might be a train wreck. Um and um yeah, then the guy who the guy who came in and helped write or either was the original script and those guys came in was the one that wrote uh was one of the writers on Prometheus. Okay, well. So, enjoy. <laughs> well, um I will yeah. say this, it's it's years away. It, it's, I was going to say 
that might change. It's going to change. The it, script's going to like change. Marvel, they're going to look at it and go, yeah, I don't think this is going to be right. <laughs> Let's just get another writer in. People. Actually, I can't say it's years away. It comes out November 4th of next year. Well, so we have a little over a year. Then again, strangest things have happened. <laughs> this is very true. I mean, again, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Even though, like you said, yeah, it's James Gunn. You say Doctor Stranger Things. Oh, uh, did you just name our episode? Doctor Stranger. <laughs> That's what it's called. Doctor Stranger Things have happened. <laughs> Doctor Stranger Things. Um, but I mean, you could Don't argue. Touch you. <laughs> you could argue that James Gunn was also an, a somewhat odd choice. For for a Marvel movie again, yeah, not I not looking like, at it. I actually knew of James Gunn stuff. Right. Like, okay. He's that's a perfect choice. But it's like, oh, so it's the guy who, which and I personally, I enjoy him. It's the guy who directed and wrote. Did he direct him too, or did he just write him? Um, he at least wrote the two live action Scooby Doo movies. Okay. Well. And it's like, but see, here's the thing. I like those movies <laughs> and I'm in a very yeah. minuscule minority, but I'm like, I, I like those movies. Those movies are actually entertaining. And, but he also wrote Slither. So there you go. It's a guy who also, and he also wrote Dawn of the Dead, the, the, the newer one from 2004. Yeah. It's like, well, there's a guy who also wrote kind of weird all over the place movies. And yet he made this amazing Marvel movie, you know, that's is honestly guardians is still my favorite Marvel movie, yeah. Um, with with Iron Man one in like a like behind like a close second, um, just because it's it's fun and it's entertaining. <laughs> well, I can definitely say that like Guardians and uh, Winter Winter Soldier. Yes, are least in my top five. I will. I'll. I'll definitely say. It. I. You know what? And Winter Soldier. Actually, you know what? That's a good point. I think Winter Soldier might actually have beat out Iron Man because that makes more sense because that is a more just all around just entertaining movie that I remember not ever wanting to stop looking yeah. at the screen. So, okay, you win. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on a little bit more. Um, so now I watched, I know this didn't come out, but uh, we didn't talk about it the last time. This came out in March, uh, so which would have been prior to us or to our last episode. Um, I watched the movie Chappie. I did not see Chappie. I, I have not seen his last two films. The, I the don't older. think you're missing anything. Cause I don't really care for him as a director. All right. Well, well here's my problem. Tomato, tomato, but. And that's the thing. Here's my problem. All of his movies are the same, at least since district nine, district nine. Well, I've liked, I like district nine. because uh, It's actually based off a of short. True. But it's like it's 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 District Nine, Elysium, and Chappie. Those three or Elysium, Elysium. I think it's El Elysium. It is Elysium. I was right. Um, those three movies in my head are all the same movie, <laughs> and they they look very similar. They're shot, and it's the style. And here's the other thing: is it, it's it, it actually it looks like Chappie and District Nine almost take place. Actually, I think all three of these movies take place in the same universe, and that could be so. Because the factory that Chappie is made at is seen in District 9. It's the place they go to at the end of District 9. Oh, really? To get the ga- Or it's at least the same company. Like the names on the wall. Like it's where they go to get, what is it? They go get gas or that, something, don't they? I mean, that could be true. Like, 
it's and which is fine. Hey, I love it. I love it when filmmakers do that because God knows I do it too. I try to connect everything I write and I love it. I just am like, I don't, I'm like, okay, I just, I can't get into his movies. I watched, I've watched all three of them. I like Chappie the best out of all three of them. Okay. Um, because the damn computer robot made me have feelings (laughs) like you. It's very much so like a short circuit. Yeah. Very much so, where you by the end of the movie, or not Can even we by say the end. Wally, because I'm really uh, like short circuit. You don't like short circuit. Okay, I'm podcast not, is done. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I'm not. <laughs> I grew up on it. I grew up watching it. I love short circuit. I'm not a big fan of number five. I'm sorry. You're a weirdo. Well, the world just yelled at you. I'm not hatred. a big fan of robots <laughs> trying to have sex with women. I'm sorry. Hey, when did that ever happen in Short Circuit? <laughs> uh, Never well, happened. Never but. happened. He likes Stephanie. <laughs> That's all you care and know about. Because Steve Gutenberg gets with Stephanie in that movie. That is true. <laughs> or are you saying Gutenberg's a robot? <gasps> What a twist. Um, but okay, so Wally. Wally yeah. would be your good modern example um, of, of a movie where you have feelings for basically a computer generated robot. Mm. You know, and, and Chappie's very much so that because Chappie comes off as as a as a little kid, and I know this is exactly the whole point. They portray him as a little kid. Because he's learning. He doesn't understand the way of the world, so oh, yeah. it's very impressionable. And certain events happen in the movie that if if just the way they made him act, you really feel bad for him. Mm. Like you, you feel bad that they're putting him in this situation, and it's just kind of like, oh my goodness, oh, like it was just depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 just it was. It, I enjoyed it. It was cheap, whatever, entertaining. But uh, but yeah. So I saw that because because I wanted to get around to seeing that. I know they didn't come out in our, our time frame, but I just wanted to. I wanted to make a comment that it it was a decent movie. Um. Uh, Hugh Jackman does a pretty damn good job in it. Sweet mullet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Low shirt that he's got. Well, and like I heard like apparently they were doing uh, promos or they were doing uh, like um, like uh, panels and question yeah. and answers and screenings and stuff like that in Australia. And people were asking him questions and uh, he has been out of it for so long. He didn't understand half the slang <laughs> that they were using <laughs> because he's been in America for so long. He's lost track of the slang. and. Oh. Oh no! He, he he wasn't quite understanding what people were asking. Oh no! <laughs> Which is hilarious in my head. That's just that's that's just like that's right up there with Gary Oldman um, losing his 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 English accent, his actual accent. Starting, he's starting to lose it because well, he did. He lost it. He had to go to a, a vocal coach. To regain his actual accent because he speaks in an American accent so much in so many movies in like the last 20 years, 25, 30 years now that he's started to kind of forget how to talk in his normal accent, (laughs) which, hey, I completely get it, you know, happens, but. Yeah, wow. but he had to go to a coach to get his, to to learn how to speak in his actual accent again to like train his mind in order to do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just I I found that I found that funny and also very very sad, but also very cool that he's so dedicated to his craft. Yeah, that he that you know he's willing to die on set in order to. It's true. Know. 
Oh, so good. So entertaining. His actual accent. He's a great man. He is a great actor, too. Very good. Very entertaining. Very fun to watch. Yeah. But so, okay. Um, let us let us talk briefly about Jurassic World. Yes. Yes. This is the part. It's like you just saw this. I did. So it might actually be interesting. How did you actually enjoy the film? Because to me, it actually felt like a giant nostalgia. Yep. Adrenaline film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to take another drink. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree completely. It was... I, I, I liked it. I liked it to the point where I don't want them to make another one. I am, yeah. con- I am content... Yeah, I couldn't say that. I am completely content with that being... With it, okay, because basically, from everything I heard, yeah. Colin's mixing drinks. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, when in Rome, drink. Um, I, 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 everything I heard was basically Jurassic World ignores um, the Lost World and Jurassic Park Part Three. It pretends those two movies really don't happen. Yeah. Okay. So really, that means you would watch Jurassic Park and then you would watch Jurassic World. And those are your two movies that you watch. I am completely okay with that. I'm content with that. Right. Yeah. I am even content with even if even if two and three did happen still. Okay, fine, whatever. Sure. I am still okay with even as terrible as part three was. Um, I am still okay with it being you like those four movies, and then we are done. Yeah. Do not make any more because at this point. Jurassic World was basically everything John Hammond. John Hammond? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not John Hamm. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to make sure. I was like That'd making sure I was John Hamm is just like, ah! Dinosaurs! Wonderful. Dinosaurs. It <laughs> was a wonderful place that I created. <laughs> but no, like I, um, like basically because Jurassic World was, it was everything that he wanted his park to be it, I mean well actually it's more so because I feel like he wanted his park to be an attraction and be kind of cool for people to come but more of a casual like attendance where Jurassic World is Disneyland is what that is yeah. Disney World is what Jurassic World is where it's it's just a giant theme park attraction you know with a Starbucks which I chuckled at that actually yeah. <laughs> but like I, I feel like this was this is exactly what Hammond wanted out of out of his vision like 20 years had it had it started and had it started and went off without a hitch like the guy who like took it up it's just like this is what he wanted right With like we're trying all this the safest things possible it's just like this is what he wanted to do spare no expense <laughs> so it's like it's like like I am, I am okay with it. Like that's, that's, that was the whole point of, of Jurassic park was to create this world with dinosaurs that people could interact with it and everything's successful. And it, it, it we see it happen. Yeah. What they would do with it from here would just start to deviate right back into lost world and Jurassic park three territory where it starts becoming, Oh, well the dinosaurs get off the Island and get onto the mainland or more people show up and try to get the dinosaurs off and back to the mainland or, you know, more people show up and get eaten. Like it's just going to become the same movies. So like, I don't want any more. 
I enjoyed seeing it like this. And yes, I agree. It is totally a nostalgia trip is all that that is. Yeah. And I was so waiting for them to reveal that Chris Pratt was the little kid from the beginning of Jurassic Park. The one that Alan Grant teases. Wish that that actually would happen. But, but to be honest, like I think that kid would be traumatized. I do too. I don't want to go anywhere near. And that's what I liked about like the third, like the second and third films. Cause like the people that they brought, back for those films are just like you guys are insane why are you you doing this you have no idea what you're up against right why are you doing this and like i felt like that's kind of like almost the audience is is now that representation of that Mm -hmm. you're you're watching this and you're just kind of going and i guess like chris pratt that's a little bit of a personification of that as well it's Mm -hmm. just like you have your guys are trying to control nature is yep. essentially what you're trying to do you can't do that yep don't do that and and and, and the one thing would be um <clears throat> sorry real quick talking about like that little kid mm. like okay so that's kind of what i that's what i even heard online i heard like oh like maybe some of the rumors was that he was that little kid once again vincent d'onofrio showed up i went what what happened? We're good. We're good. Okay. Yep. I bonked my mic and it's just like, <laughs> like we're good. We're good. Uh, no, but when once uh, uh, once uh, Vincent D'Onofrio showed up, yeah, I suddenly went, oh shit! Wait a minute, is that that little kid? Because because like not not I mean I was really trying to make that kid connect like get into it, but I'm like, is that no. is that him? Because I'm like, like that no, might actually. Like when I saw Vincent D'Onofrio show up. First, I thought, oh, God. Oh, wait, you're not. You're like, oh, you're not King Vin. You're going to bash someone's head in with a door. It's going to be bad. <laughs> no, like when I saw him showing up, it's just like, oh, fucking engine. <laughs> yep. Fucking engine's going to come in, mess everything up, as they always do. They always Except do. The first one. <laughs> the first one. Where it was the rival, the rival company. That's true. But like, I just, I, 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 when he showed up, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, is that, is that the little boy? Because I'm like, that would kind of work better because a, not a slant against Vincent D'Onofrio, but like he's a, he's larger. That boy was a little bit larger and you know, maybe he joined engine because engine, because he had the hatred of, uh, you know, he was terrified and kind of had that hatred of the dinosaurs because of what Alan did. And like, like I started like coming up with this whole backstory as to how he would have become came that character yeah. you know and that's why he wants to use them as weapons because then he doesn't have to be anywhere near them he, can, he knows what they can actually do blah 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 and, and, and you know and obviously not so much but <laughs> but like that's where my head went i'm like ah that's totally what it is and then no, no. <laughs> not at all <laughs> no i'm glad they they didn't go then i actually but am like, glad they didn't because oh the 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 best thing i love the most about that movie is the, the actual the final scene mm-hmm. um you know high heels aside but um <laughs> but you know it's just like one of those things it's just like open paddock nine i'm like oh, are they gonna actually do this <laughs> are they doing this right now and you just see that flare light up yep. it's just like that that just brings you back i loved when i loved when the boys the kids find the old uh yeah, uh, the old thing, which is funny because well before the movie came out, like I didn't, I did not know, yeah. I really did not know what happened in the movie besides what you saw in the trailer. 
Yeah. And I remember I went onto the Jurassic World website and they showed you like an interactive map. Okay. Of the island where like all the stuff is. And I'm looking at the map and I'm like, well, this upper portion is like the quarantine or like the off limits area. Yeah. And I'm like, but that is where the old park used to be like because uh, i'm i'm not an idiot like i know that much about the original jurassic park i'm like that's where the old center used to be that's where all that stuff so i'm like okay so they built on a completely different part of the island so i'm like that stuff is still there i'm like i wonder and then once i started hearing people being like it like oh it's it's so much like it's very nostalgic it's you know it reminds you of the first movie it's definitely right after the first one. like once i started hearing that i'm like are they going to go and find that part of the map? Like, are they going to go back to that? And then when you yeah. guys, you guys made the comment about, Oh, you haven't even gotten to the forest yet. Or when they're in the forest. Yeah. And then I watched the movie and I'm watching them going, okay, they're in the forest. I'm like, Oh, look at that. They found the original gate. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, really excited with it. Like it. Yeah, you just see that door. And I was just like, oh, oh. my God, this is fantastic. Well, and like, and like the, the banner that fell down the when it's you, like, that's there. still there. Like the trucks, like the Jeeps that they had. Oh. And those are, and those are the two so, Jeeps that the one is the one that they, they went out and they got Malcolm it's from. John Hammond's Jeep. Yep. And then the other one's John Hammond's Jeep. And I'm like, oh, that's so awesome that it's, it's, it specifically is those two. And like, yeah. like he plays with the night vision goggles. And yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh. It made me so happy and excited. Is it heavy? It's probably expensive. (laughs) Uh, And it was littered with lawyer bones all over the place. Uh, Just uh... (laughs) to... To which case, I tweeted, I tweeted because my my initial response, my initial reactions to the movie was apparently dinosaurs hate uh, lawyers and assistants. (laughs) That is... Not not trying to spoil spoil anything, but apparently that's what dinosaurs hate. They do not not like well, either one of those also, two. Like there was also this rumor that the T-Rex that they have is also this still the same T-Rex from the first film. Right, because apparently you can see like the scars that it got from the Velociraptors. Yeah. Like that's what I heard. I I'm not exactly sure if that's really accurate. I mean, obviously, it I mean, could like, be. It's a great theory, but I almost feel like that almost doesn't seem accurate because, like, how long ago was that part? It was almost like twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, but I mean, again, if it's, po- I mean, Can they T Rexes live that long? I mean, especially like you're gonna run out of that thing's gonna run out of food source eventually. But they did keep it. I mean, because if you think about it, my, so so my my guess is that the, the apparently according to from what I was reading online and according to the Jurassic World website, the park in the movie opened in 2003. Okay. So the park's been going for 10, 12 years, technically. Okay. In our current. So it opened in 2003, which probably meant sometime in like 95, 96, they probably went back to the island yeah. to start wrangling things up and building again and all that stuff. Yeah. So in reality, they, they probably did capture him. Like he, 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 you know, he wandered around aimlessly for a while eating whatever was available because that whole part of the map was just a map. It's not a game. That whole part of the, of the island was open. It is a map. <laughs> it is a map, uh, but it was open to him. So he, you know, him or her, I don't know if the T-Rex was supposed to be a woman or a guy or a male or female. Um, but like, uh, like little like so he could have survived for that time and then they kept they caught him and started feeding him again yeah um i mean it could i mean i i don't know i'm trying to explain it that could make sense because i feel like that thing was almost in quarantine right a little bit i don't know 
And that's <laughs> see, and that's it's where it's like, well, there's those life's mysteries. And and I like I do like the fact that it's kind of just left open to your imagination as to yeah. wow, it's been a long time. What the hell happened? And all right, you know, just uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. You figure it out. Whatever you want to do. So <laughs> what do you you do? What you think happened? Basically, <laughs> you do you, bro. Exactly. Holy crap. Hold on. Uh, so really quick, I just happened to stumble across this on the internet. Apparently Space Jam 2 is still happening. What? <laughs> um, Warner Brothers filed new trademarks for Spy- uh, Space Jam last month. And today announced the deal with LeBron James to be in it. Oh, God. Um, yep. Look at that. Wordmark, as of June 8th of 2015, Warner Brothers um, submitted... The uh, character, the standard character mark for the for the, for the phrase uh, Space Jam, which usually they only do when um, they are in works of trying to redo or add something to it. So, yep. Yep. Look at that. You heard it here, folks. That happened two hours ago, by the way. As of the time of us recording this, that was just announced. Oh, my Space God. Jam 2. Come to Super Happy Fun Time for all your movie news. <laughs> your movie and wine news. But speaking of which, I am out of wine. As I drink more of it, I lied. Um, So, <laughs> I'm almost out. Well, Colin, we've been talking for about an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Um. It's one of our not. I don't want to say longest. We've had longer. I know. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So, is there any other thing? So, yeah, Jurassic World. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great film. It was um, fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. And like I said, I'd be completely content with them not doing anymore. Though I know that's not going to be the case. I'm sure there's going to be more. So. <laughs> I've got. I guess. I guess I have, I'll say I've got three more points. Okay. I'm going to cross this one off. We can come back to that in a later date. Yes. Um, yes, because now that I, I moved I in... Like briefly talked about like X-Men Apocalypse. But, oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have that much to really talk about X-Men Apocalypse. I mean, it was there. I mean, it was at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. <gasps> okay, I'm an idiot. Do you want to... Which do you want to talk about? Well, we have to talk about Star Wars. Yes. I'm an idiot. Well, that was my next point. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that, that was my next point there, Jeff. Because that, uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. I, I, You mentioned Comic-Con. They went, what else was that Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of practical effects and going back to things the way they used to be. See, it all comes back full circle. Totally full circle. All makes sense. I'm so happy. <laughs> Did you cry when you saw that footage, Chef? Oh my god. I um because I I did like the 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 manly weep where it was this just the single tear. Um I, I did my normal like I went like I'm watching it and I'm like like no joke, this is exactly the way I went. I was like, oh my god, look at all the real sets. Like that's my that is my yeah. like emotional I cannot contain it anymore because like when I could barely <laughs> Yeah, I'm like watching it like oh my god. Oh like, my god. It's all real. Look at all the realness. No, <laughs> it's when they they opened up the camera and just flipped it on. It was just like, yeah, look it's real film in there. Film. 
You remember that, I right? I don't know if we can use that because it's being exposed <laughs> in the sunlight. <laughs> it's like it's what like uh, JJ, you swapped that out, right? <laughs> no, really oh. I'm I'm I think I I watched it like a couple times, and I think they actually took the film out, and they're just showing that like, oh yeah, maybe I don't know. I just I I I watched it. I was so happy with every every everything I saw in that trailer. There was not a single damn thing that I did not see that like did not make me happy. Like yeah. every 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 moment of that footage, which I guess for you out there who have not seen this it's on the website <laughs> sorry but you're weird if you haven't seen this yet you're weird <laughs> you're weird um no every everything about that i am <clears throat> we had a conversation i mean i don't know i don't think i don't think you and oh, we might have had this conversation i had it at work back in november <laughs> um regarding what movie did we think was gonna be more successful this year the avengers 2 or Star Wars. And even through the Avenger, or actually up until I'd seen the Avengers, Age of Ultron, Avengers 2, um, I was actually on board for that. Because I'm like, no, because it's going to go off of the last one. The last one was so huge. And it's like, that was my reasoning. Not because I thought it was going to be a great movie, but because I just thought, I'm like, it's got the last one. And the last one did a billion dollars. So why the hell wouldn't this one? So I'm like, that's why. (laughs) Well, Jurassic World took care of that. Yeah. And now having seen the Comic-Con footage. Yeah. And I have, which I I really enjoyed. They they released that online. I thought that was a really nice, yes, nice thing. It's like, oh, good. Now the whole world can see it. Yep. Now the whole world can see it and cry just like everybody at Comic Con. Everyone else. Now and not cry in a bad way, but cry in the happy, holy shit! I can't believe I just saw that. Because that's the thing. I have not heard a single person, no matter how big or how small of a Star Wars fan you are, I have not heard a single person. Well, say they hate one, that one. who i've heard one person confused <laughs> what? like what <laughs> i'm i'm gonna call him out right now mm-hmm. our friend zach <laughs> um <sighs> he like he's i think like, confirm if i'm wrong he's seen the prequels oh yeah but he hasn't seen like the original trilogy he just saw empire strikes back and he said he was he was he thought it was a really great film and he wanted to see it again like after seeing it the first time but like i remember he talking to our friends just like what's what's so exciting about it i don't understand what it's a movie i i don't I don't, I don't, is it, is it, he's not part movie? of our friends it, anymore. <laughs> is it a good, no, like he's asking, I know, like, I know, you know, like, but it's like, is it, is it a good movie? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, like, he came late into the game. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't grow up watching it. He didn't grow up watching it. So, like, that, and those people have a pass. <laughs> yeah. I feel like those people, not that they don't count. They just, they have a pass. It's like, nope. Okay. You know what? You, you, you haven't like fully captured like the full magic of what this film can actually right. do. Like I grew up and I'm, I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but at the same time, I feel like I can, like I grew up watching these movies. This is what this, I, I've watched it ever since I, I was a little kid. Watching this, 
these movies on a taped yep. VCR copy from when it was broadcast on sci-fi. <laughs> How many years ago? Yeah. With all the commercials and everything. Yep. Um, yeah. And like, I loved, I also loved it because like during the commercial breaks, uh, Carrie Fisher would come on every once in a while. It's just like give trivia. And it's like, that's how I found about, out about like puppets. And it's just like, oh yeah, Frank Oz was, uh, was, who is the voice of Sesame Street's Grover also provided the voice for Yoda. It's like, what? Puppetry. I'm like, Oh, this is, <laughs> wow, this is amazing. And I wish we kept that copy because it's like, I just wanted to go back and watch all the ads. Mm-hmm. Very nostalgic. And just like see all the things. Just like, I can like tell you like everything that's in there. Obviously, there was like a bunch of sci fi ads. Right. Really, for me as a kid, were really creepy. Because watch it. That's when like sci fi like first started. Yeah. And it was just like, that, they were like sci fi. Yeah, like well, creepy ass. I I remember dark sci- science fiction movie. Right, I remember when the Sci Fi Channel first started, like when it first came on the air. Yeah. Because leading up to it, for like a month, other channels, and actually even on Sci Fi Channel for a while after they started, but leading up to it, there was commercials advertising that the channel was going to start and it was like it was like these slow kind of very kind of supernaturally creepy horror movie-esque like opening like shots of like a city and like it's all like a neighborhood and there's nobody around but there's like something coming in the air and there's like some wind and like they show mannequins and like the mannequins like faces change and like a flash of lightning and like like kind of these weird commercials and then it cuts like a wide shot of the city street and there's this giant like ufo like thing in the sky and it was always just like it's coming or something like it was very odd and and i remember those commercials yeah and yeah no i i I totally get it remember red dog (laughs) beavis and butthead uh super nes and star wars super uh, return of the jedi super nes okay yep Oh, Those are geez. like the three ads that really stick out in my mind. <laughs> oh, and I don't know why. I, 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 I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure I brought this and up. Since it's, then, I don't think I've ever drank Red Dog. <laughs> you like, were terrified. That looks weird. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to. No, it's like, and it's not even like a scary ad. It's just like this. It was like when you drink Red Dog beer, it's like it looked like a blues ad almost. <laughs> like there was just this like blues music, and there was just this like almost like really heavy. It's not like really sepia tone, but like the really heavy like red filter. Mm-hmm. And it was just this dog like sitting outside. It was just like. Yeah, I'm a dog. It's like, what is this? It's like, what is this? I don't want this. Get back to the movie. <laughs> also, I want a Super NES. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh, I don't know what I want anymore. Um, sorry, so I sorry I was because I was looking for the sci-fi. Yeah. Commer- I was looking for the sci-fi ads and the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody on YouTube uploaded. It's a minute and a half. It's the Sci-Fi Channel's launch. So when it started, when the channel started, because it had a countdown 
that was counting down to when the channel starts. Damn. And so it's 30 seconds of the countdown. The channel starts. It kind of goes through these really horrible because it's 1992. It was September 24th of 1992 when the channel started. Um, and it's it's this weird like it's this really bad CG and then it comes up and then at the very end of it it says the date and then the sci-fi channel is dedicated to the memory of two science fiction pioneers Dr. Dr. Isaac Asimov and Gene Roddenberry. Nice. So when they started the sci-fi channel for kids nowadays CFI or whatever the hell you want to call it that's C-fi. it's CFI. Uh, <laughs> but uh it, the uh, it, it when it first started it was it was dedicated to uh to Isaac, uh, Dr. Isaac Asimov, Asimov and uh, Gene Roddenberry. That's so cool. Uh, sorry, I, I never, I don't remember ever seeing that. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, yeah. But uh, oh wait, is this the is this the ad I remember? Oh, here's the ad. oh, it's a planet. It wasn't an alien ship. Oh, that's right. I found I found one of the ads that I, okay. I remember seeing awesome. as a kid. Oh my goodness, completely just tangent. Um, so real quick with Star Wars, uh, two things on my side. One, yeah. um, I the first what fifteen seconds of the Comic Con footage is just shots of the um, the the clapboard. Yeah, and like, you just said like you would just sit there, and if they just did like an entire. Give me a tw- yes. Give me twenty minutes. I don't even care how long. Just I would I would gladly sit there and watch that footage mm-hmm. for as long as they have it. Five yeah. second bits of seeing it in front of the camera, clapping, and then lowering down, and the camera focusing on whatever is in the background. I would gladly sit there and watch that because a now you're going to see all the locations which is not not entirely what i want i want to be surprised and i'm purposely trying to stay surprised but like i've i've looked into i guess well this episode's ran kind of long and we might save this for another episode but Mm -hmm. um i'm just i was looking for like really fan theories and what like what the plot might be okay and there's some really ridiculous ones (laughs) out there but i was like i'm trying to find some type of nugget as far as like what the story is they all kind of like seem to be pointing towards luke's lightsaber Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah that's all i got i remember i remember seeing like ages ago something about like apparently like his missing hand is gonna come back into play yeah you know like that like i've seen so many but yeah but like that's the other thing like i'm trying to say surprised right and i'm like i'm trying not to stay away from like i thought i saw some couple couple characters but then they were revealed at comic cons and it's like okay that's fine but yeah like i'm looking through stuff and i'm trying to figure out like what is going on (laughs) in this film right i mean i'm really excited about it and that's the thing i don't know what's going on in this film and i'm completely and utterly content with that yeah like i don't i i know i i've i've seen i've seen obviously i've seen the trailers and that's the extent of what i know about it and i am completely okay with that i don't want to know what's in this movie i i don't i want to be i want to go into this being being surprised thing i want one more trailer just one more trailer. Okay. Somewhat solidifies something of a story. <laughs> okay. And that's it. And that's it. All I need. <laughs> just like, what is going on? Because <laughs> like, you keep seeing like all the stuff in the teasers, and it's just like, yeah, that's great. Good job. You know, 
something. <laughs> just anything else, just please. Something. Like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna go on this mission. Great. All I need. <laughs> really, all I need. Yep. <laughs> just it's, some uh, it, something more than Han and Chewie going yeah. like Chewie, we're home. Like that's what you yeah, need I mean, more I than that. that. Like I. <laughs> choked up when I saw that but uh, yeah speaking of which uh when we went to go see Ant-Man we get we all freaked out in our seats. I can't believe they showed that because it's like we we're sitting there and we find out that the like the film's in 3D yeah I didn't know that what what and really good 3D yeah it looked good so for that effect too I was like oh oh my Oh my God. What is it? And I'm like, I'm tearing up. Like, tears are in my eyes. And it's like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I couldn't, I could not. I, I'm at a loss for words when I saw that trailer in 3D. That's the thing. Like, I saw that trailer, I, I don't know how many times, but the fact that I saw it in 3D, I'm still surprised at this movie. And it hasn't been released yet, Jeff. I know. Why is it not out? I'm you- going to start. Yeah. Colin, think about it this way. We only have we have less than five months until it comes out. Oh, Colin So far away. But we were talking about this movie on this podcast. I know. Episode twenty four, December third of two thousand fourteen. So that much. episode. <laughs> I know. We specifically and ironically, that episode also called "We Spared No Expense" was <laughs> was the movie. Was I totally the, forgot we named it that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> was the episode that we recorded where we talked about the Star Wars Force Awakens and Jurassic World. <laughs> that yeah. was when we recorded at Dan and Kim's place. Yeah. <laughs> like like. We've been talking like then come out. That we was really got very far. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> Six months of When considering when two of the episodes were our uh, our, our Oscar episodes, yeah, <laughs> our last two episodes before that episode was our Oscars. <laughs> but it's no, it's it's we're almost there. We have less than five months away, you know, and really we have what four and a half months until this movie comes out. Yeah. And, and I live now t- less than, less than five minutes from a movie theater, a really nice movie theater. I know. I will probably be going to see this movie multiple times yeah. because I'm sure I'm going to go see it with you guys. I'm yeah. pretty sure that we're going to go to work with work and see it. <laughs> like, of course it's, and then I might just go because, Hey, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, 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 the opposite of one of those people though because hmm. like lately like sure i'll i'll enjoy going to see a f- film again mm-hmm. sure absolutely but i'm also one of those people who's just like i don't want to ruin the magic <laughs> seeing it again i don't want to ruin it see and i will my plan is is i will go see it i will i will see it over i'll see it the first time i'll I will enjoy myself. I will take in the moment. I will love everything I see. I will wait a little while and then I will go see it again. Like, like a half hour or something like that. Yeah. Like probably like another screening. Or something like that. No, like I'll wait. I'll wait even like a few weeks and then I'll go see it again. Yeah. Because then I can let, I can, I can miss enough time for the high of being like, holy crap, it's another star Wars movie. And I can't believe there actually is another one and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff. Like that's enough time to let it kind of settle and, like just then kind of be to the point where it's like, all right, I'm ready for more. Yeah. Like that's yes. Let's, let's do more. I want to, I want to do it again. Let's do it again. That'd be great. 
and then go back. And then, but the beauty is, Colin, we're we're at that point where once this one comes out, we don't have to wait that long for more Star Wars no. movies. No, <laughs> because Rogue One starts filming next month, right? Um, they they announced that they're doing a Han Solo film. Yes, <laughs> which is going to be amazing. Especially the guys who directed uh, it's a Lego, Lego movie, right? Yeah, which is so weird. Who I who I was like, why are these guys amazing? Why haven't I seen them? You know why I've I've actually they've encompassed everything that I enjoy in life because they also uh, wrote and directed Scrubs. Oh yeah, they yeah, yeah. Wrote and directed uh, Clone High. Oh, that's right. I heard that too. Absolutely love. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, I think it was those two big ones. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm. They've been influencing my life from the get go. <laughs> well, and apparently that movie is also supposed to be written by Lawrence uh, Kasdan. Yeah, and uh, John and Kasdan son. and his son, son, right? Yep. Yep. So it's like, okay. So this anthology, this kind of just secondary movie, I don't want to call it secondary, but you know, this extra movie, they call it anthology films because it's like, Hey, if you don't like it, well, it's fine. It's not part of the actual continuity. Like it will just make another one. Yeah. Series. Exactly. Like, and that's what I think. That's what I almost feel like. They're true detective. You know, that's, that's. Bad. That's enough for another episode. <laughs> I feel like there's it's gotten weird. The True Detective. I still yeah, haven't watched any of it it's yet. Gotten weird. I'll I'll get around to watching it one yeah. day. But it's like no, but like that anthology. That's a really good point because in in my head, what what those anthology movies are is that is that is that is Disney and Lucasfilm going okay. We want to branch out from the episodes where we don't, where, you know, we don't have to worry about it being like, well, where does this, like, well, we've already made episode four and this is before four. So what do we call it? Yeah. Like, how does this attach into the universe? So by doing that, so you don't have to worry about it being particular. Hmm. But at the same time, it's like testing grounds. Yeah, like you said, it's like we're we're gonna do one about Rogue One. We're gonna do one about the like these or whatever. They they don't. I know they haven't quite announced what exactly it's gonna be because there's some kind of iffy area on exactly what Rogue One is referencing. Oh, um, Rogue One is well, I don't know. because there's been multiple Rogue Ones yeah. or like Rogue Squadrons and stuff like that, and that's where people are starting to be questioning: Does this take place after Jedi, or does this deal no, with, no, or is Rogue this one, that prequel that no, takes place no, before Rogue a new one. like a New Hope? Yes, actually. Uh, See, that's Rogue, that's Rogue where it's... one is about the team that goes and infiltrates the Imperial race to get the Death Star plans. Okay, I'm glad that I'm glad that's I, that's what I thought it was. But then all of a sudden, and I started that, hearing other people's been, talking about that it. That's been confirmed. That's actually what it is. Okay, so then like what this does is it, it, it but like having the Han Solo one, it's like okay, well let's you know let's do like a Han Solo. Let's see if maybe we can't like create ironically. Let's see if we can't create like an Indiana Jones type franchise with Han Solo. Like like I feel like that's kind of what they're doing. They're like oh well let's do a Boba Fett one and and then like let's see if people like Boba Fett and if they want more adventures of Boba Fett then we'll just do more Boba Fett movies like like it's totally it's totally that that's exactly what it is and you know that if if those anthology movies which are which are strictly there to help expand upon the existing universe that you already know you know if those are successful yeah then what we're gonna get is you'll get like a young uh, Palpatine movie 
where he is, you know, he is training to become the Sith. Like, you'll get a movie like that. You'll get more Boba Fett movies. You'll get, like, like a Jabba movie. movie, Yeah, you'll get a Darth Maul film. Like, you're gonna start, or, like, they were talking about, like, like, well, you know, like, uh, Ewan McGregor said that he would love to come back as Obi-Wan. I would love that. I would, too. Like, you'll get movies like that. It's like, well, what was Obi-Wan doing between three and four? Let's see some of that adventures, and, like, you'll start getting all of these films that'll start popping in. you can even pop in some of the new people, so then it almost feels like almost like a Marvel Cinematic Universe type of thing. Right. You can have all these characters interact. Right. In bits and parts. So it's going to be very, very exciting. And my the way that i am getting through uh uh like waiting for it is i'm re-editing the prequels yeah uh, that's right i just finished episode two last night oh nice and it came in in an hour and 10 minutes it's a minute and a half shorter than episode one <laughs> i would like to see that edit. Um, it's it's good i know we watched we watched your episode one edit right i f- I feel like there was a couple story bits that could have been left in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I actually really like that edit. And the kind of makes it. And I told this to you when I, when we were watching it. It's like, it, well, first of all, it kind of, you made it focus on Qui-Gon. Yep. Which is great. But that also makes him kind of a dick. Yep. Yep. <laughs> which is what I wanted. God. Well, I, I was thinking of like certain spots. Like, I mean, like. Moments with Anakin and his mother. Yeah, I felt like that should have been left in because then that could have clarified the whole situation in episode two. But then again, I haven't seen your of episode two. And seeing the trick is, and here and here's here's where it came into play. It was that balance of showing Anakin in those scenes because obviously you only have what you have to work with and I can't like make new footage, Yeah, (laughs) you know? And what it came down to was how important it was to the development of the character, how important or how important was it to the overall story? Then how important was it to the, to the development of the character? And then at that point, how was the acting in the scene? (laughs) Because what happened with a lot of those sequences is the acting wasn't that good. Yeah. Or it gave a weird like twist to the character more importantly to Anakin. And it was just like, I don't, and, and I don't think that in, in, in the version of episodes one through three that I'm creating, cause again, these are mine. Um, I'm doing whatever the hell I want with them. Like I'm being George Lucas basically. Um, <laughs> but it's like, um, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I want to, I want, the Anakin that I'm creating in these storylines, he cares about his mother because we still you you still see him. He he has the I actually this is a scene where I'm adding back in. I cut the original vision out of episode two of him of his mother, but I kept the sequence where he tells Padme I I I saw her. I have to go I have to go help her, and then he goes and he helps her, and like you know she's dead. Blah blah that stuff. That is all in the movie, but it's like in my version, Anakin. He didn't, he was more caught up. He was almost like a Luke where he was not, well, Luke wasn't caught up, but he's more like, he was more caught up in the fact that he gets to leave the planet, that he's free and that he can go and become a Jedi. And that's what he wants. And he goes, yeah. because in my version of Anakin, Anakin thinks about himself. He doesn't yeah. think about anybody else, but there's occasions when he does. Padme is one of those people that he actually thinks about. That's not him. And then his mom is there and he does care about her like a normal kid would. Right. But he has the opportunity to leave and 
I just felt like the sequence was so wishy-washy where he's actually talking to his mom and being like, I'm leaving. I don't want to go. Oh, I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm sad. Okay, I'm going now. Bye. And I'm happy again. Like, it just felt so, like, bipolar almost. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't I don't want okay. that. I don't. And that, okay. that's my justification. Now, that may not be right. And I completely understand your point that if you remove just the wrong amount or just the right amount of scenes, plot points start getting lost. Yeah. And I do agree. And that's the balancing act. And that's why I'm actually, I'm I cut out, like I said, in part two, I cut out him having that vision of his mom, but, um, our friend TC just watched it with, uh, his girlfriend candy. And they both made the comment that that's, it's possible that that, that could probably go back into the movie. Right. Just because it does come across a little bit. And I cut it out originally because of the acting, but it comes off a little bit like, you could where does just, that, you could just cut out all that dialogue and just have that scene where he's, there's no dialogue mm-hmm. and have him leave. Well, see that sequence, like half that sequence is, is gone. Yeah. It's, it's there. And it's just when he's talking to Padme, that one. Oh no, no, I was, Oh, that. you're talking about episode one. But, okay, got yeah. it, got it. Sorry, I was in the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. but, but, well, I will send you the link to episode two because it's online. You can watch it. Well, not online, online. It's on my server. I will let you see it. Okay. You have better internet now, Should so. we let people, I mean, totally for... Um... Please. If anybody who's listening to the show is interested in seeing it, you're going to have to contact me. <laughs> well, there's a reason why it's on my personal okay. server and not yes. on YouTube. <laughs> well, that's why it's it's you have to know what the link is. You can't get to it unless you know the link. That is true. So okay. if there's somebody out there that knows who I am and who wants to watch it, that's true. you're going to have to contact me because I'm not going to give it. It's not going to be on the Ghost Hat website. So right. you're just going to have to contact me for uh, access to them because that's not happening. <laughs> I'm trying to stay out of jail. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, Colin. Well, we've talked for over two hours. We've had a lengthy, yeah. um, good recap episode. Um, I am purposely not going to say we're going to do this more often because every time we say that, it never happens. Every time so. we say that, that never happens. Never happens. So we will do this whenever we get the time to do it again. I will see you when I see you. And I shall see you when you see me. Oh, that's the wine talking. So, all right. Well, Colin and everybody listening, thank you for listening to episode 20. You're just going to keep doing that, aren't you? (laughs) Colin. (laughs) Frank. Frank. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Referencing episodes of other podcasts. <laughs> well, in for if for some reason, Colin, if for some reason people can't or if we don't get together again to do these or yeah. not together, but we have the t- ability to, to record another one of these before the fall, um, I would suggest people keep a lookout for the podcast that you and Lindsay possibly are doing. Yes. Um, whenever you guys get around to doing it, whenever obviously no rush. And then I am planning uh, in September, about mid-September or so, to start with my podcast, my new podcast, oh. which will be Franchise Manchise. Oh. It's going to be exciting. I still haven't picked, I haven't figured out what the first movie series is going to be yet. I got to do some more uh, research and digging and figure if out what's happening. Spider-Man, I will love to join that <laughs> and what we would do is we would do we would do the spider-man franchise yeah which would be the three sam Raimi spider-mans yep and then the two um mark webs yep and 
<clears throat> we would like that's and that's that is the group like we we discussed this before but that'd be the way it's going to be set up so it'd be it'd be those five just like if we did the batman franchise if we did the batman franchise it would be the original adam west tv batman oh nice yep and then yep. it'd be the it'd be the two tim burtons with michael keaton the two joel schumachers and then the christopher nolan dark knight trilogy <clears throat> that's the way they would i would do it because that is the batman franchise yes it's not a continuing storyline but the way that i think about it we have to do i'm i have to at some point I'm gonna have to do the halloween franchise and the first two halloween movies had michael myers in it but the third one doesn't because the third one is the season of the witch where they completely abandoned Michael Myers and then part four, they brought him back. So how is that any different than if we did the Batman, Batman or Spider-Man franchise where they changed directors, they changed actors and they kind of rebooted the franchise. So just like Spider-Man, it's going to be that way. So that's my thought processes and I'm sticking to it. So watch for that in September, mid-September. Look out for that. It's going to be fun. Look out, man. I'm going to go to bed now. Right. Did they become Johnny Bravo in a weird sense? Like, is that where we went? No, I was going with the whole uh, Jack White. Oh, Cogs. gotcha. <laughs> Two things start with a K. Right in. Look out, man. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, everybody. Right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, Colin. Goodbye, Jeff. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>